What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we are back again for another week of spooky shit. You're welcome. Two weeks in a row. I can't believe it. Truly, I am shocked at our dedication. The fact that we have been able to get our shit together not one, not once in a year, but twice in two weeks. Twice. It is. Can you believe? <laughs> It's like we're a regular podcast. It, I wouldn't go that far, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Give us a few more weeks. We'll see. Yeah. Give us the spooky season. I I will say I I would really, truly like to commit to at least giving you weekly or bi-weekly episodes up until spooky season. Same-sies. And I was listening to one of our old, old episodes a couple of we- nights ago, and I say on there, like, we never commit. And, like, that's what makes us special. But I think that's what makes us inconsistent and flaky <laughs> so maybe we literally said that last week you said we're the jump scare podcast you're never gonna see us coming um we might do a little teaser on instagram and then never follow through but we're back we didn't even tease this one no we didn't and we might once i edit it but not yeah. not before that <laughs> nope nope we're not even giving you the hey guys we're recording Shot because we have to FaceTime on our phones because my headphones are breaking. Yeah, we've had quite an experience recording tonight, but you guys don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Caroline, you have a leading question. Yes, I do. So today we are going to be talking about summer horror blockbusters. So like everything big, horror, bloody, ghosty, alieny, whatever that we saw this summer that everyone's talking about. So the two main items we're going to be discussing are Stranger Things and, if you can believe it, Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, the HBO reboot of the original ABC Family show that Grace and I were both fans of. Um, this oh, one upset. is significantly more horror related. It is a slasher. It is a teen slasher. It is campy. It is perfect. So we're going to talk mostly about that. But... We're going to start off with, um, Grace is going to tell us her top three favorite scenes from Stranger Things. So I thought, as a leading question, we should ask the age-old question, which is, fuck, Mary kill, Chrissy, Eddie, Steve. Okay, I'm going to kill Chrissy. She's already dead. It, it had to be done. Eddie's dead, too. But, I mean, I would fuck Eddie because Meadowhead marry steve because he has turned from a season one douchebag to a season four like reliable good person that's a man who knows how to drive a winnebago and honestly like it's not a skill that every man possesses so steal a winnebago (laughs) i would um i would like i would love to do the same as you because like that is the correct choice However, I think like knowing myself and knowing that the choices that I make, I would probably still kill Chrissy. I would fuck Steve and I would marry Eddie because of course I would. Yeah, because you want to save him. He's a bad boy. Like, I don't even think I I feel like I wouldn't need to save him that much. I I think I think he I think he would have gotten his shit together. He was misunderstood. You know, like he was kind of a loser. Like he wasn't even a loser. He was just kind of a burnout. But like. I feel like after he actually graduated from college, like, I see some, like, good things for him. Like, did you think he was going to go to college? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant after he actually graduated (laughs) from high school at the age of 19. (laughs) 21. Like, who knows how old he is. Um, 
I feel like some some good things could have happened for him. Like maybe he would have joined a band. Like maybe he would have actually like gotten think I just would like to believe like I could have been I could have changed him. <laughs> oh, girl, and that leads me perfectly into my number 3 of 3 top Stranger Things season 4 scenes and that is Eddie playing Master of Puppets on the top of his trailer in the Upside Down with Dustin just being like, most metal thing ever. And I was like, I was watching it just like, like, like fed my soul, loved Metallica, but also at the back of my mind was scared that Gen Z was going to ruin it like they ruined Kate Bush. I know we have a lot of Gen Z listeners. We love you. We know you wouldn't do that. But TikTok would. Can I tell you that when that scene happened, like, I, I was aware, like, I think I, I waited a couple days to watch it. So, like, I vaguely knew that the scene was going to happen. I didn't know the context of it. So I, like, knew it was coming. But Jace did not because he's not as online as I am. And when... And he stood up. When that scene happened, he legitimately, like, without, like, just on instinct, just stood up and, like, with his hands just in the air, like... and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life we you texted us that in real time i I think you waited because we had talked about it in the ghoul gang group chat and ellie and i were really nervous about the song getting ruined yeah yeah but it's metallica it has been around forever which brings me into my second favorite scene which is when max gets saved by our lord kate bush so max is at the cemetery trying to say her goodbyes to her brother well i wanted to say eddie her brother billy billy we're Indiana names here. No, yeah. as we, we got established, this is an Eddie Indiana in the 1980s. Yeah. The only options for names are either like your uncle or your grandfather's name, or like straight out of the Bible. Like that's all we have. That's all we're working with. <laughs> Abraham. And then like we have Eleven. Who like what are they? Her original name was Jane. Like, let's get some creativity it's a Jane here, babe. Yeah. So that scene, she is being possessed by Vecna. She's on one of her last days. If you've watched it, her time was ticking down. And they get a radio from Robin and Nancy saying, music, you have to play music to break this trance that it has been killing kids all over Hawkins. And Lucas uh, runs back into the station wagon, picks her favorite song, Puts it in a disc man or Walkman, I guess, because there weren't discs. Um, and puts it on Max's head. And meanwhile, she's running through Vecna's lair and the Upside Down, like which was super intense, especially set to that music. But it was like her ascension, like when she raised up into the air while that music was playing, and it was right at the crescendo. The yeah. audio mixing Goosebumps. on that music was Goosebumps. so incredible. Like the way that they put that together, I, I, Cinematic. incredible. I completely understand why that song blew up in the way that it did. And good for Kate yeah. Bush. She deserves. She made all millions, the money. and in like the space of a fucking week, like, and all of a sudden, like, 
emerged from like cultural irrelevance into like deep deep cultural relevance once again so yes kate bush i have still it's still in my most played on spotify i have to admit and it should be it's like, it, it, like if i'm walking from the bus and i'm like right up that hill and you're just like walking up a hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah Art imitates life, man. I like the thing that the only thing that bothers me about that song now is just like the way that it's used on TikTok when it's like complete. What are why is it in the background of literally every single like I it's the algorithm, dude. I do not need like, but I just don't understand why people are putting it in the background of certain things. Like, I'm just like, it's not really a song that's made for TikTok. Like, I mean, I get why it blew up on TikTok, but I also it's not. It doesn't have, like, there's not really a joke associated with it. Or there's not, like, no. and that's the thing that's, like, the annoying part about it to me. Like, if it was, like, a trend where, like, if you heard that there song, was there was a dance or there, <laughs> maybe there probably is a dance. Like, let's be honest. Someone for sure yeah. made that dance. But, like, well, there should at least be, like, something that you have to, like, even, like, with sad songs or whatever. Like, I don't love them on TikTok either just because I, I like watching TikTok for, like, irreverent humor and like weird just the weirdest possible things i could find you have the weirdest for you page i've ever seen but it also really relates to me when you send me tiktok like about that girl i've decided that instead of um posting the weird ass tiktoks that i find on my own story i'm just gonna post them on the ghoul gang story so that like everyone can (laughs) be as horrified as i am by like whatever is going on inside of my mind so get ready for that fully (laughs) fully approve um so my final moment and really the only like 11 had some action but most of it was past yeah yes um and the opening scene which I hope y'all we forgot to say big time spoilers. Yeah. We'll put it in spoilers we'll it in for the like the biggest TV show of the entire like twenty first century that everyone seen. has seen. Yeah. And everyone has stopped talking about even... over a month ago. <laughs> right. We event we wanted to film. We wanted to record this like right after it came out, but of course it never worked. No, out. it didn't. We couldn't get our shit um, together until now, and you should be grateful that we're even giving you this, to be honest. Rude. Don't talk to them like that. Um, so my favorite scene was this kind of full circle moment where you find out that Vecna was number one at Papa's laboratory, and you found out just how powerful he was and how Papa kept him as like a slave and put something in his neck to keep him there as like a servant to teach these kids and Eleven was tricked into that's she was tricked into taking the thing out of his neck and when in the first episode you think Eleven was the one who massacred all these kids, in the last episode you learn that it was number one. Yes. And that fact, no. she ripped open a hole to the upside down, threw him in there. She created the upside down. Yeah. Like, she essentially destroyed him so hard that it created a wall into another universe. Which was forever attached 
to Hawkins now because there was because they were there and he has some history in Hawkins and I feel like he is creating I've seen some interesting theories about like what's going on with his like why it's stuck in time like why the upside down is stuck two years ago like yeah well that's when Will first opened the portal yeah so I think he's trying to create like He's trying to create the upside down. Obviously, he's trying to create the upside down in the real world. Like, he wants to bring it there. He wants it to be one. But yeah. I think what he was doing before was taking people's memories, like, take, like feeding on their memories and feeding it into his version of the upside down. So that's why only certain parts. Ooh, so it's all bad things. And it was all their tragedies. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. only certain parts of that world are filled out and it's like only the things that either he knew or the people whose minds he invaded knew. Right. And so that scene of like Dustin, Lucas, whoever riding their bikes in the right side up in Hawkins and then it pans in a perfect way to the other kids riding the same bikes in the Upside Down. Perfection. Absolute perfection. It was so good. The cinematography in this season was above and beyond. The horror of this season was above and beyond. It's been by far my favorite. I love that it happened. Very sad next season is the last one, but I like when writers yeah. know when to I would them. rather that it ended after the next season than have it go on for, like, six more seasons and, like... It's yeah, like, I don't, just we don't because it's popular. Like... That's a thing. That's an artistic choice. And I, like, I really... I was honestly ready to give up on... I'm gonna be... Like, last season, I was was not my favorite. Season three was not I great. didn't like it. And so yeah. I was kind of like, mm, I did not have high expectations for this, but they really brought it back because you could tell in this season that they had really been writing it from the beginning like everything like all the stuff with Vecna like going back to what happened with Eleven like everything comes together and it's very circular and it's very clean and I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I just appreciated it all the one thing that I would have changed the one thing I would have changed is to take Nancy and Jonathan and make them in college like just push it ahead a year because that would have also stopped like all the kids are way too old to be like freshmen in high school they all they're all 18 so they all look way too old as it is Nancy and Jonathan the actual actors are literally like 35 years old I mean I think they're like our age but like they're too old to be acting in high school Jonathan looks like he Jonathan literally looks like Sarah Jessica Parker's boyfriend, like, dead boyfriend in um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Like, the one that they, like, pull out of the grave. Like, Billy. Isn't his name Billy? Like, he was... (laughs) Yeah. I don't... Something like Like, that's the energy that he gives off. He's giving us absolutely nothing, like, the character of Jonathan. Like, it would have been much better... Dead in the eyes. It would have been much better, in my opinion, if they had just made it... So they had already broken up because they went to college in different places. And then, like... Then her like budding romance with Steve. I mean, I don't know. It would have. I just, dude, that was also a great moment when Steve had to go into the Watergate, (laughs) and Nancy dove in right after him, and they made it out safe. And Eddie was like, "I don't know, man, but whatever you have with her is special." And he was like, "What do you mean?" And and he was like, "She dove in the second after you got pulled down." And I was like, "Ugh." Love, it exists. It's real. In the movies. 
in a, in a, a sci-fi show that I watch sometimes. But yeah, this season was great. Um, by far my favorite, big spoiler again, Max did die, but she got brought back. But somehow it still opened up those points where Vecna created the portals. Yeah. Even though we think Vecna's gone, we know Vecna's he's definitely gone. not gone. There's no way. No. He's the big He was just banished. He's the big bad like that we've been leading up to for like all for like all four seasons. Like he's going to He's going to be there in season 5. And like to who so who do you think's going to die in season 5? So Steve was supposed to die in season 1. Yeah. So I think Steve is going to be the big hero's death because he's become so beloved. I agree. And also he was talking, like, the moment he started being like, I want to have, like, six kids. I was like, you're dead. You're gone. You start planning for the future in a show like this. Mm -mm -mm. Nancy's Mm -mm. definitely, it's, like, going to be, like, a beautiful reuniting moment. We're going to ship them so hard. It's going to be great. And then he's going to die and Nancy's going to be like, ugh. It's going to be heartbreaking. She's going to be stuck with fucking Crypt Keeper Jonathan over here. Like, can't keep. (laughs) Perfect. Um, but one thing I will say, standout character, even though I can't remember his name, was the turncoat guard in Russia with Hopper. Hot Hopper, by the way. Even if they, you know, turned him into a, you know, prisoner of war. He was one of the hotter prisoners of war I've seen, so. Uh, dude. And he was on Hot Ones. So was Millie Bobby Brown, who looked like Jessica Simpson was a total dick. But he was on Hot Ones talking about his punk days in New York City in the 80s <laughs> and how he still, like, kind of acknowledges himself as, a like, a bigger guy. Like, he forgets that he's in shape yeah. sometimes. And he's, like, he was making some reference between, like, I'll never be that Lothario, like, attractive guy. I'm going to be the chameleon. And I'm like, mm you hot. You're so hot. I mean, he's reached, have you, like, one thing that I really love about David Harbour and, like, uh, Winona Ryder's, like, chemistry, like, in interviews and stuff is, like, there's, like, this great interview with them where, like, she, Winona Ryder's talking and she's like, well, you know, like, I was a teenager and I just, like, wasn't pretty and, like, ever and he's, he, like, and he, like, he's, like, what the I fuck saw that are one. you talking about? He was, like, I watched Beetlejuice, like, no business and you shut up. He's, like, like you were you literally, like, one of the most beautiful women of the 1980s and 1990s. Like, you were an icon. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I guess that just shows, like, it doesn't matter. You can be yeah. fucking Winona Ryder. You can be David Harbour and, like, fighting fucking form. And you'll still look at yourself and be like, I look like a fucking potato. And, like... <laughs> Thanks, society. <laughs> Thanks, TikTok and Instagram and Facetune, even though we all use it. It just makes me feel better to know that all of these really beautiful people also feel terrible about themselves 90% of the time. <laughs> like, good, good. Good, me too. Big same. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sleeper hot Russian guard. He was the faceless man from Game of Thrones, which I know you're not a Game of Thrones which girly. I That's not um, me. Yeah. I, you know, was a Game of Thrones girly. I'm certainly not going to watch House of Dragons. Wait, is he the one who took Arya? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. he had a different hair color. He had a, he had long hair in Game of Thrones. 
Yeah. He looked very wraith like. He he was very yeah, kind of like yeah, spooky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, re- I remember. Sleeper now. hottie. I got up to like for sure four sleeper hottie me. because like I would never have been like mm, the faceless man mm, looking good dude. But like he super hot with those eyes. Yeah, Russian guard. Wait. Okay, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Russian guard. Strangers. That's the first thing that came up. Enzo. Um, Tom. Don't. I can't say it. Walshia. Is he actually Russian? W-L-A-S-C-H-I-H-A. There are too many consonants in that name. Probably Russian. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyway, he's super hot, and I just loved his looks like crazy American. Crazy American. Because yeah, it's also just yeah. like, oof. Like, their chemistry was great, too. You're kind of just like, yeah. do I want you to kiss or do, like, I don't know. Well, I know. Like, make out. Make, just make just out. real quick. You, you guys are about to die. You guys out. are about to be sent into a Demi Gorgon fight. Like, just like one little thing. But then Joyce kiss. shows up. Oh. And he sees her, and it's, that was a sweet reunification but i gotta say the vecna stuff the music made this yeah the music was incredible the horror like the way that they brought this season like the way that they elevated it from a sci-fi show into a straight up horror show i mean it was yeah Uh, incredible i love when a show grows with their audience Mm -hmm. like i would feel semi-comfortable showing my seven-year-old season one not comfortable showing her season no you know, like, but there's also that three years that it took to make season right. four that made us, we're like, we're, like, we're ready. Well, it's like, if you, had, if you, sh- if like Stranger Things season one came out now, you could watch it with Harper. And then by the time season four came out, she would be old enough to, to watch would, it. To, oh, she'd be like driving a car and I'd be really upset about it. And I don't like to it's think. It's going to happen eventually. Shh. We don't talk about these things. <laughs> I know the karma coming to me, and it is not good. Listen, I feel like all of my friends, I mean, not to jinx you or anything, but all of my friends that I know that were like, I mean, and most of my friends are like, obviously, complete degenerates. Delinquents. Just like trash <laughs> people who should not be procreating ever. Okay, we didn't have to go that <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Um, Honestly, I hope none of my friends listen to this podcast. I know some of them do, but I really, truly would love it if nobody that I would meet in real life would listen to this like i i just i don't need anybody like let us just be voices we're not real people phones. we are simply voices and instagram presences and i just i don't want any like I, I was somebody on tiktok was saying this exact thing where it's like if you know me in real life like no you don't no you don't keep scrolling this isn't for you and that's how <laughs> that is how i feel genuinely how i feel about our listenership like if we've never See, met like i fucking love you thank you so much for listening i can't believe you found this if you know me what are you doing like uh, unfollow this podcast like Delete your podcast app, in fact. Like, don't unfollow. Turn it off. (laughs) But I have to say, through social media, I am very close with, like, a handful of our ghoulies. You know who you are. Colleen, Denise, Kennedy. We've got some some great girlies. Um, And and boyies who follow us. Great girlies and ghouls. Michaela. (laughs) Um... But, but yeah, so Stranger Things season four, unanimously best season of Stranger Things yet. I kind of liked how they released it in two parts. 
Um, and we initially, we have already spent two hours trying to record this. The first time we did it, we tried to recap the season and it was impossible. It literally so. was an hour and we got to the second episode. So it, and then we both were just like, this is untenable. Like we can't, we absolutely it. can't do this. We can't, we, we can't do this. No, um. no. So major music scenes, Kate Bush, Metallica, and then banishing number one Vecna yep. into the unknown. Yep. I I will say or I know upside down. I know this is like technically your section, but I what I really my favorite scene in this was probably the flashback scene to Vecna's origins. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was my favorite, but I loved, I was not expecting that twist. And like, I'm a kind of person that's like always looking for the twist. And usually if it's somewhat, if, if it's somewhat hinted at, I can usually get like within, I don't know, like a stone's throw of it. Like I'm usually like a, like close, like kind of there. I had absolutely no, like, I did not know where this is going. I did not under, I did not think that like the house would connect back to one, would connect... I, I did not think that all those people were the same character. And the guy who's in the mental asylum, Mm-mm. who gouged out his eyes. Like, the haunt, because, I love the haunted house aspect of it, like, of them moving in oh, and him yes. being like, we just thought the house was haunted and weird. And then you realize, oh, no. No, my it's, kid. My kid is just, like, a fucking psycho, psychic person who is, like, hell-bent on murdering our whole family. Because he thinks spiders are cooler than people. And you know what? He's right. <laughs> nope. That's a big nope for me, dog. Um, fuck, Mary, kill. Vecna, Papa, Angela, the bully from California who uh, gets hit in the head with a roller skate. This is a weird one for me. <laughs> I would still kill Angela. Fuck her. She deserved that roller skate to the face. And more. Like, even though Eleven isn't my favorite character anymore, like, I know she's the hero. She doesn't have a personality. Her dialogue was some of the worst in the show this season. Uh, The first episode, I almost stopped watching it because of her monologue at the beginning where she's reading, like, the letter that she's writing to Mike. And it's so fuck. I was like, this is bad. I was like, oh, no, this is, like, really bad. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I don't think Bobby, or Millie Bobby Brown knows that she's, like, not the main character anymore. No, she definitely thinks she's the main character. And, like... Oh, she absolutely I can't, like, I know Millie Bobby Brown is kind of a brat now, and there's a lot of bad things to say about her. I will just say, like, that girl has been through some fucking shit. That girl... Yeah. Her parents were stage parents. There's some blind items out R. there. R said R R. She's now 18. I just say were because like she somewhat has control of her life, but like who knows? But like there's some there's some upsetting like blind items out there about her kind of being passed around as a child by her parents. Ugh. Um, so fucked. Like up. there's some weird shit about when she was filming that Enola Holmes thing for Netflix uh, with uh, what's his face Henry Cavill. Mm, she was like mm, 16 mm, and but, yeah mm. but it's also like in that field well i'm sure on an episode talk about jeanette mccurdy at oh my god but did you wait did you read that we book can't. i did before you did bitch before i did yeah i got it on audible i got it on audible too i read it the day it came out 
Me too. Oh, I guess we listened to it at the same time. Okay. Yeah. We should we do. We texted about it at the same morning. And Ellie was like, I need to get it. So maybe you and I were like, okay, we'll wait till everyone gets it. But not no. realizing that we both had already gotten yeah, it. Yeah, no, I got it. I listened to the whole thing. It took, I just straight through. I didn't stop. I had to put it on point eight because she talked too fast. She- like, or she like. The, like it was so we sh- I mean like I don't know if it actually really fits into it like the genre of this podcast but like we'll do, we'll do a, a morbid child stars that's like, thing because there is more than enough there's there's actually like endless material that. for that there's like less material yes. that's like normal child stars like kids child stars who we turned out well just <laughs> just about Nickelodeon even just, truly just about Nickelodeon like not even touching Disney which is equally fucked up but like doesn't have a dan schneider involved in that i'm sure they do he's just not yeah but 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 before we get off of that i just want to say the part since you listened to the audio but this was a fuck mary kill this by the way we'll get back to that but the part in the audiobook (laughs) where she starts to cry i can't i literally was was I've never heard that before in an audiobook. I've never heard somebody reading their own memoir starting to cry in an audiobook. Usually they would cut that out, but the fact that they didn't, I was like, that was an excellent choice. I loved an it. An excellent like, choice. And it was act it was acting. I know she doesn't want to be called an actor anymore, but that was voice acting. Like it I don't even evoked. think it was voice. I think she was truly so overcome by the totally like yeah because she's talking about her like 11 year old self and looking back on her and being and feeling so much like empathy for her and being so sad about what she went You're through tearing up. don't be sad oh, like, i just i love jeanette mccurdy man she's awesome she's great like best, all right fuck mary kill wishes. angela vecna papa getting back into it already killed angela angela's dead i'm gonna fuck vecna because what them fingers do man. what them tentacles do babe <laughs> and then marry papa for the stability and mostly because i know he wouldn't be home and i could keep to myself he's got a government pension like for sure like oh, that man's yeah, got a retirement plan like he is you're gonna be fine you're living i mean you might have to live and in he, indiana uh I don't mind. You know what? I'm you might not have to live is. in Indiana. You probably I could, could live, live in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, just get him to pay for your apartment. <laughs> just living my current life. <laughs> but you're married. Mar- to married to an old ass doctor who abuses psychic children. You know, it takes all kinds. It's it's not the life for me, but it's the life. You know, it's not the weirdest life I could think of. I would. I would. I would kill Papa. I would fuck Angela. I would marry Vecna. I think I can fix him. How would married life with Vecna look? Listen, I would marry young Vecna. I would marry number <laughs> young, one. Young, oh, puppet, uh, uh, ventriloquist dummy Vecna. Ventriloquist, not, not young, young Vecna. Didn't we get his name? Um, yes, but I wouldn't marry... The, the name no i would marry the, the child i would marry the blonde one. yeah he's just number one the blonde but he's so creepy but he's like so hot he's also young grindelwald he's also a really good actor yeah like i had no idea that his 
Vecna voice was his voice because his voice is so high when he's working in the lab. He has like really hard Bill Skarsgård energy. Like I feel like there was a time on this podcast where we were I wouldn't go that far. Where we were all thirsting after Bill Skarsgård and I do believe I said multiple times and this was before Frogging got over but I do believe I said multiple times that if I found Bill Skarsgård living in my wall he would be welcome. Like he would be Oh, so I would. Yeah, I I remember that we were like, come in. Yeah, he wouldn't even have You're, to be wearing a Britney here. Spears T-shirt. Like, it, he could just be Bill Skarsgård. So same same with Young Vecna. I would marry Young Vecna because I do feel as though, with like you know, he's had some childhood trauma. He was obsessed with spiders. He murdered his parents. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I think I would come into his and- life and he would be like. I'm a changed man. Like your beauty, your grace. You have changed everything me. about you. Makes me want to enjoy life. Makes me want to use these powers <laughs> to to change the world for good and to to do some to do some real systemic changes to our current capitalistic system. I think I could turn. <laughs> I think that if Vecna, we've gone government. <laughs> we've gone government. We've gone from. The upside down to a like a, a spider monster man to I'm gonna fix capitalism. Democratic socialism would be possible <laughs> with the help of Young Vecna. But not too far left. The reason I choose to hook up with Angela and not murder her is because I think she's still got several years of her life to like better herself. As we will talk about in Pretty Little Liars, bullies can change. Bullies can Yeah. And bullies can and evolve. She's California hot girl. She's a California she's hot the girl. girl. I feel like I could have like a clandestine romance with her in the eighties, um, it, as high school students, and then like we would be found out and then she would be bullied mercilessly, which like she would deserve for her, her like not she wouldn't deserve to be bullied because we hooked up because like it rude but also she deserves, she deserves like uh, a little bit of retribution for the like insane yeah, exactly. like the elaborate the elaborate prank that she i mean it wasn't even a prank like the bullying that just, they put on yeah. at the roller rink like there was like a roller rink employee involved like how, how did he get in there although i do kind of like it because it does call back the age it does which bullying was always like a major story arc in like 80s sitcoms and all that that's shit. true but what you say the people who work there they're like not plastic man plastic wheels man rubber so they could bounce off her fucking face or whatever it was. it's like the 25 year old guy who works there like this like 16 year old girl comes up to him and is like hey like i'm trying to torment this like weird girl at my school like you want to get in on this and he's like fuck yeah i do absolutely like i don't have a life <laughs> um i guess speaking of bullying should we move into our next topic here Yes, please. We talked about it last week, and now we did. We are dissecting We're coming because full Caroline circle. has fully watched. It. I took Grace's very good advice, and I spent the last two days binge watch, or the last three days really binge watching the entire reboot of Pretty Little Liars on HBO. If you watched the original Pretty Little Liars, it has nothing to do with it, other than like a few callbacks like they mentioned rosewood yeah like the location is like around where the original took place they go to radley which is like the insane asylum that everyone at some point had a turn in um (laughs) on that show 
And at the end of this, spoilers, 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 but we find out that the people who are going to adopt the pregnant girl's baby are Arya and Ezra. Arya and Ezra. Our favorite problematic couple. uh, (laughs) Which gave me dirty ideas about my teachers when I was, whenever this came out, 17. I just wanted to be propped up on a sink, you know? Who among us? Who among us doesn't? First episode. It was... I got pink streaks in my hair, Aria. <laughs> you were def- you were definitely an Aria. I was an Aria, hundred percent. I feel like I was more of a Hannah. Hannah, I was just gonna say <laughs> you're a total Hannah. You're shoplifting, <laughs> you know. Your your mom's dating a cop. <laughs> but this this show, while like it, the ABC Family show was spooky, but it wasn't like spooky spooky, and it wasn't campy on purpose. It was like campy in a way that was like terrible sloppy writing but like but there was something about it that was i think it was the cast like they just kept going it was so good it had to stop it had so many i mean it was it was bad it was so bad that it was good it was one of those this yeah this is is campy but it's intentionally campy and it is an homage to like every slasher movie of the 90s and early 2000s it is so and in before and 80s 80s. but i feel like it really I don't know. It just ha- it because it is set. So it's set in 2022. Let's just go through. I'm going to try to go through the new liars without looking up their names and um, try to explain each of them to you and then just give a little bit of a I'm not going to we're not going to go through the whole plot because again a brief synopsis that would be yeah. another hour and we don't we don't need that oh god and we're, we've we finally gotten back to the point where we cut last time but it's taken half the time we are probably the only people also that have watched this show so <laughs> like <laughs> you're right ro- dude you would be surprised so many people oh shit I have to check in for my flight hold on Okay, so we'll start out with just like a brief overview of this. What makes this one kind of fun is that it is it flash forwards and flashbacks. Oh, my gosh. What what makes this series fun, I think, is that it does a lot of flashbacks. So it's half set in in 1999 when all of the current liars mothers were in high school. And then it's half set mm-hmm. in 2022 when all the current liars are, I think, sophomores in high school. So all the current liars, all their moms were best friends in high school. Their moms were mean girls. And their moms bullied this girl named Angela Waters, um, basically bullied her into killing herself. So um, that's kind of what the entire plot hinges around is like the person who is coming after the liars now is doing it to get revenge on the mothers for bullying this girl into, um, you know, taking her own life. So let's get into the liars. Number one, starting off strong um, with who I believe is the most beautiful of the liars, because we all know where my priorities lie. I think Farron, (laughs) Farron is objectively... As long as she's hot. Just one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. She's gorgeous. She is a ballerina. She has an overbearing mother. She lives with her dad, but like we never really, he does not really a plot point. Like he's like most of the fathers on this show, he is either irrelevant or only exists to be a problem. So he's one, he's on the irrelevant <laughs> side of things or completely right. absent because half of them just like don't have dads and it's like never explained. Um, right. So she, her, her mother's a lawyer. Her, she lives in Pittsburgh. Her mom made her do all the surgery when she was younger so that she, like, her scoliosis would be corrected and she could do ballet. And she finds out that, like, 
the surgery was unnecessary and it's a whole thing so her most of her arc is like takes place in ballet class with um she's got like a hot little ballet boyfriend and then she has this like very weird ballet teacher um one thing i love about this show is that like this this high school has a ballet team <laughs> like it's the it's like a full dance program i was like what is this fame? yeah like it it's very it's very fame um so that's that's Farron. Then we have Tabby. So Tabby is obsessed with movies. Um, she works at a movie theater. Oh, she has like so pretentious. A vi- she's a she's literally every single thing that Tabby says is a movie reference. Like every I would I actually think we could go back and watch, rewatch it, and I don't think that there's anything she says that doesn't have some kind of movie reference. Every single thing she says oh, is a movie reference. I know, and they're the most cliche movies. It's Rosemary's Baby, Psycho. Suspiria, like all the cool girl scary movies. There is a two. There are multiple references to Ari Aster in this, like not just one. Oh yeah, <laughs> that. Oh, Vindication. By the way, she says we all know Midsummer was problematic, but Hereditary was a masterpiece. Quote. Disagree. And I was like, yeah. Disagree. You just Caroline. said she was pretentious. So now you're agreeing with her? Hmm. Well, Ari, A24 is pretentious. All of it. <laughs> I disagree. Doesn't mean we I can't mean, like it. Problematic on, like, maybe a social level, sure. But, like, I mean, you could say. Well, I think she meant more, like, filming. Disagree. Agree to disagree, Tabby. But, so, anyway. Tabby is... And Grace. She works and Grace. Specifically Grace. Um <laughs> Tabby works at a movie theater. She has like a 35-year-old boss who's always hitting on her and is really creepy. She has a best friend who's a guy. His name is Chip. And he's in love with her and she's just like doesn't care. In my opinion, although this is not fleshed out at all in this series, it like in this in the first season. If this gets a second second season, Tabby's a lesbian for sure, one hundred percent. You think yes, so? Yes, that is my opinion. Oh, I could totally say that. Did you catch that little Easter egg um, of her being dressed as Jurassic Park? Laura Dern. Mm, yes. No. Yeah. While she was serving on Halloween. Oh my God, no. That was her costume. She had the long khaki shorts and the pink tie. I didn't notice that. Tied. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. I love that. Easter egg for you. Um, so she also has no father, and there's no explanation for why she has no father. Um, her main character arc, and this is an interesting part of Pretty Little Liars, and something that I would like to say, like, trigger warning for, like, if you're thinking about watching the show, um, sexual assault is, like, the main plot line in this. Rampant. Like, and it's not just, it it's rampant. literally, like, three different people throughout the course of the show are sexually assaulted and it is like a key plot line constantly brought up over and over again but the way it's treated like i couldn't i was texting grace about this last night i'm like i can't decide if the way that they the way that it's just treated just as campily as the rest of the show like it's just as campy which but it's also like somewhat thoughtful like they do an okay job of being like this is what it's like to be a woman but also like the way that they're assaulted is like very unrealistic, Upsetting. I would say. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's her. So she's assaulted by somebody. She doesn't know who assaulted her. And um, 
because she was drugged and it was after a party and she so she knows it happened but she doesn't know who it was and so she's kind of trying to get to the bottom of who assaulted her and also who assaulted imogen who is her best friend who lives with her after her mother kills herself so imogen is pregnant um the result of another drugged assault um she is a former popular girl who was ousted the night of her assault by her best friend um, because her best friend's boyfriend came on to her and then her best friend's sister saw her kissing and it was a whole thing. And, you know, you know, she was like, get out of my house, you slut. So she runs away, is assaulted on the beach. <laughs> is li- She also doesn't she has a father, but her dad's like not involved. Um, and so she lives with her mother, who is like the former like queen bee mean girl from 1999, like the meanest girl that there is like, but you see her as a mother and she's changed and she clearly like does not want her daughter to become like her. So she does a lot of, you know, she, she raised her correctly. But so at the very, in the first episode, she um her ex-best friend um karen comes over to like retrieve her stuff like to just be like i want to get my clothes back basically and karen hands her mom this note that's a flyer from a party from 1999 and her mom this was stuck to the door stuck to the door yep so her mom after getting this flyer kills herself and so because of that she uh, imogen ends up living with tabby and tabby's mom who was her mother's best friend in high school so, in my opinion, because, again, this was not established at all throughout this, I think that if there is a season two, Tabby and Imogen are going to, there's going to be, like, a ship there. I think Imogen is bi. Hmm. And I think, but Tabby I is gay. I see that. Tabby is gay. Imogen is bi. I could see that. Okay. Okay. That's Tabby. That's Imogen. So, she's pregnant the whole season. She's very, very pregnant. You know, 16 pregnant. Like, you know, whole thing. Very glee. You know how it goes. Um... Then we Very have sweet. then we have Noah. Noah is like probably second hottest, I'd say. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. <laughs> her she her mother is a drug addict and she took the fall for her, so she has to wear an ankle bracelet, an ankle monitor. Um, she's being tortured by the um, by the sheriff, who is the mean girl's father. And she has a pretty hot boyfriend. And her main arc is that, like, her mom is an addict and she keeps having to take the fall for her to, like, make sure that her mom doesn't go to jail or lose her job. Yeah. Um, then we have Mouse. Mouse is so the most confusing character on any TV show that I've ever seen. It Her arc is <laughs> incomprehensible and, like... I thought at first it was because I was playing Animal Crossing while I was watching it, but then I stopped doing <laughs> yeah, that. Did I miss that? I stopped doing that and I like read all like the Wikipedia pages for it, and I was just like, no, I just it, this just doesn't make any sense. So Mouse's mother, um, Mouse has two lesbian moms, and she's super sheltered. And Mouse's main arc is that when she was a child, somebody tried to abduct her at the school at the high school carnival. And yeah. for, which they were there for some reason, even though she was a child and they don't seem to have any other children. So it doesn't really make sense why they were there. But OK, someone tries to abduct her, but like not even in really that dramatic of a fashion. It's basically it just like some man comes up to her is like, hey, what's up? And like grabs her hand and then starts walking away with her. And then like two seconds later, her mom see that she's walking away with a random man and they are like, oh, no. And then they grab her. And that's it. And, like, it's, like, a, a two-second thing that, like, has apparently defined her entire life. Her mother's going to, like, uh, like 
support groups for parents whose children have been abducted for some reason, even though she hasn't been. And at that support group, she meets this man who Mouse starts talking to online. His daughter, Rachel, is missing, and Mouse starts meeting up with him and pretending to be Rachel, which, like, yeah. I don't understand this. It's, it's like, almost like voyeurism. It's like, uh, not, well, not voyeur. It's like, um, role play. Yeah. Like, he misses his daughter so much that he's willing to go online and find someone to pretend to be his daughter. And she is missing a father figure so much that she's willing to put herself at risk. So she literally goes out of her way to find missing girls her age and contacts their fathers to do this. Yes. I first thought it was a sex thing. I thought she was being like a bait, like a to catch a predator type situation. I thought so too, and that would have been more interesting. It would have made more sense, <gasps> yeah. But she seems uncomfortable the whole time. And it's like, what do you get out of yeah, this? Yeah, it doesn't here? make any sense, like, what she's doing or, like, how she got into this, you never find out. Um, well, she's, um, um, she is, they make reference to her being on the spectrum. That's why she's in that club. Oh, okay, that's right. And she yeah. she gets this, like, cute boyfriend um, who seems really nice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much her whole thing. It's not. Yeah. Um, And then, so that. Her parents are Disney adults, by the yes, way. Yes, her she, parents. Her real name is Minnie. Her parents are Disney and adults. that's why they call her Mouse. <laughs> oh, God. So. All of these girls, like, all four of these girls are being kind of collectively terrorized by Karen, who's, like, the high school mean girl. Karen has a twin sister named Kelly. They're identical, and I think they're played by the same person. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Kelly and Karen, their dad is the sheriff, and the sheriff is, like, he's a terror, just a general terror. He's, like, kind of uh, fucking with everyone's life. And a pedophile. Like, he's, like, getting guy, like little boys in his community service program to give him blowjobs. Like, he's he's a problematic figure. Um, he's abusive to both to Kelly, Karen, and their mom. Like, he's clearly very domineering. Um, Karen gets killed off in, like, the second, the first or second episode. Yes. So Spirit Queen. she is killed by A in like the first or second episode. And then we kind of then Kelly is like kind of brought into the mix and kind of becomes one of the liars. And Farron is convinced that Kelly is actually Karen. Yeah. And Karen or Kelly is the one who actually died in an epic Carry moment, by the Very way. Very epic carry moment. That didn't come to fruition, which was absurd. So many great, so many great horror movie callbacks. So that's kind of the, that's kind of just the gist of the show. Like, it's, uh, like, the twists and the turns that are taken on this show are so outrageous. Like, I was live, I was trying to live text you last night, and I ended up texting a group chat that had nothing to do with this and did not know anything about <laughs> so, this. but they were like, are you good? And <laughs> they were just like... That seems like an interesting show, Caroline. Um, no idea what you're talking about. So, I don't know. Like, I just, I highly recommend it. Like, yeah. there are, like, obviously they're all being tormented by A, who, like, who is it? Like, not going to say. But 
um, mm-hmm. has to do with this girl Angela Waters who was who killed herself in 1999. Um, Nine, yeah. And can I just say the wardrobe, like from the 90s to present, perfect. I love perfect. It. Like, and it could have been interchangeable because that's where we're at right now. It could now have been. In, in a lot of ways, it kind of was, yeah. but it was, like, very, it was well done. It was subtle, I thought. Yeah, and even just, like, um, the cinematography of it all was kind of, it was more grimy than the ABC Family Pretty Little Liars. It had more, like, grit it seemed darker and just like that last season of horror things this is a horror program yes this is straight horror but it's camp it's camp it's horror camp it's sleepaway camp it's it's the last episode is titled final girl yes it's great it's really really enjoyable and if you did like the original pretty little liars it has the magic that that had but it's better it's better it's better. It, but it has, like, because it just has the, like, outrageous twists. And, like, the things that are just, like, the way, like, the, the setups that A does, like, I'm just, like, who who did A hire to, like, have them, like, like, you remember in the original, did you watch the, like, did you get to the part where, like, Mona is A at this point and she has, like, yes. the dollhouse setup that they all Before have to live in? she gets in? hospitalized or after she gets hospitalized? I don't remember if it's, a, I think those. it's. Maybe after she's hospitalized and then she's working for the new A. I don't... Yeah. There were too many A's. But in this show, there... There's only one oh, A. Never mind. In this show... No, there's two. There's the one. Oh, I guess and then, there is two, yeah. technically. But, I mean... Because that's what everyone thought at the beginning. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get there when you yeah. watch in the, But in this show, they're actually... Like, the way that they wrap it up at the end, there could... They could just leave it at one season and it would actually be like a perfect show and that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping that they're making this like a mini series where it's like um but a mini series like the center where like an anthology like, series you have, yeah where, do you want like a new set of liars character yeah or maybe it's like a couple of them a few of them like just 10 years in the future it could be interesting if next season instead of it being mainly on 2022 liars it was mainly on the 1999 liars and then like maybe a was tormenting them back then too because obviously he was there were a lot of unanswered there questions were, about... Uh, there were a lot of unanswered questions about every single one of them. Where are any of their fathers? What... Like, Mouse? Yeah. Like, Mouse, like, finds her dad, and then what he's like... Then he's like, mm, I don't... So, like, this is... He's like, the best part about... Can you go away? Mouse's storyline is so unhinged because you find out, like, halfway through that the man who tried to abduct her and that has, like, shaped her whole life and made her super, super... Was actually her Was dad. actually her real dad, who her mother was being a surrogate for, and then she stole Spoilers. the baby, which doesn't actually make any sense because, like, he would legally... That's a crime. He would legally have... That's a crime. And they're, like, they explained it away being, like, well, it was, like, an under-the-table thing. They didn't go through an agency. Okay, he would still have so, legal custody of a child that was biologically his unless he, like, did something really fucked up that we don't know about. That's, like, little fires everywhere where she just takes the baby and runs. I have not seen that, but... 
read it. Yeah, well, it's a yeah, read the book. Oh, but there's also a show. Yeah, the Hulu show. Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yes, one of her book club books, which have always get made into TV shows. Surprise, surprise. Well, that's what happens Um, when you have your own production company. (laughs) I mean, you can do whatever you want, but um, both the book and the show are great. But same kind of premise where she decides that she can't give up the baby and leaves and takes it but then takes it takes her i didn't know that's what that was about moves around the country yeah Hmm. i'll have to watch that but yeah i don't know pretty little liars original sin highly recommend highly recommend should we move on to just a quick just a couple a couple recommendations for other horror things that we've watched this summer that we enjoyed Yes. Okay, so this is relatively new. It's on Apple TV, um, and it's called Blackbird. And it's kind of a true crimey series, as in the perpetrator is a real person. But it's about a man in the 90s from Chicago. From Chicago! Yeah, for... um, drug trafficking and major weapons possessions or whatever but he's so charismatic that the fbi comes in and wants him to be a spy to get a confession out of a serial killer is it a like scripted show or is it a documentary it's a scripted show Hmm. it's a scripted show and the guy who plays the chicago guy is super hot so it's kind of like hannibal lecter like a hot hannibal lecter no, 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 because... No, no. I'm saying the informant is hot. Oh, okay, sorry. Not, not the serial killer he's trying to... Got it, got it, got get it. ...get a confession out okay. of. Okay. So the serial killer named Larry um, supposedly had killed dozens of girls throughout Illinois, Indiana... Wisconsin, he was a Civil War reenactment actor. And what side um, what side was he on? I I don't know. They don't <laughs> talk about that. But he was a twin and I guess there's a condition in the womb where one of the twins takes most of the stuff and leaves the other one kind of um uh disabled. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened here. So he has like a really buff football player twin brother and then he's like real creepy that's kind of that's a plot point in pretty little liars original sin spoiler (laughs) cut it um yeah yeah right but he's so he's big though you Mm -hmm. know he's like a michael myers kind of yeah um it's just really interesting and it's true you know so that's on Apple TV. I loved it. It just finished. Um, and I thought it was super well done. And then my second one. Oh, okay. So this is a random movie that I found on Netflix that came out in either 2020 or 2021. We know a lot of gems got missed during that time. But it was... Originally a French movie, but it was filmed in English, which I found out at the end because I was like, 
their stuff looks different than our stuff. Um, and it's called Incident in a Ghost Land on, on Netflix. And I can't give a lot away, but it's like, it's about this mom from France and her two daughters who move into their American aunt's house after she passes away because they inherited it. And it's full of dolls and super creepy. And on their way in, they're this one of the daughters, the younger daughters, is talking about how obsessed she is with writing and horror and Lovecraft. She set mostly obsessed with Lovecraft. And it becomes this really surreal kind of thing where you don't quite know what's real and what's not. And it it's been a while since there has been a movie that, like, gotcha. You know, like, got me. So, I highly recommend that. Incident in a Ghost Land on Netflix. I'm into that. That sounds good. Yeah, man. You would like it. I, it sounds really very up my alley. I like a foreign movie that is filmed in English. <laughs> yeah. Right? There, there's some French in it, but you can tell, like, even the ambulances in it. Mm-hmm. Like are not are not like what American ambulances American, sound like. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so I guess I will talk about um two things I've seen le- recently that are great that I that I enjoyed. Number one would be Nope. Um, saw it in theaters. Oh, I still haven't seen. You gotta it. go. You gotta go. You should. When you get back from Alaska, you gotta go. Don't see it before you go to Alaska because, like, of all the alien stuff in Alaska, it'll freak you out too much. Well, I leave. I don't have time. I work tomorrow and I leave right after work. Yeah, no. Um, But it was good. I would say in the now Jordan Peele trifecta, I would put it at number two. I would say Get Out is still number one. Still first. Nope is number two. And then Us is number three for me. Um, Us was always a letdown for me. Yeah, I liked Us, but... Uh, not i mean it was just like the bar was so high the stakes were too high yeah exactly yeah like had it been his first movie it would have been it would have probably been like okay like interesting first movie like that was a crazy weird movie but like uh, just get out was so good that it's sophomore yeah but this movie is very very good really exciting very fun really funny and just like a wild ride from start to finish like I just love Kiki Palmer. Fucking love Kiki Palmer. Like, she is a movie star. She is. She is. She, like, she's never not on. No. And I think I've talked about Hot Ones, like, four times this night. I don't think in this recording. (laughs) But when she was on Hot Ones, she's like, oh, yeah, you got to commit to the bit. That's the gag. Like, you don't let it go. No. Like, you keep it going. And her whole life is just being a comedian. She's incredible. And I also, like, do you remember when she was, like, a pop star for a hot minute? Like, she had some fucking That's us. You told me. Yeah. Move your hips. Do your thing. Get off the wall. Don't matter what they think. From your fingertips. I never heard that until you me about it. I had never heard it. It is so good. If you, just the first 10 seconds of that song, like, I get, like, I get chills. I go utterly feral so yeah nope was 
Nope was great. And I highly recommend seeing it in theaters if you can, because it is really like visually stimulating and very like very terrifying like just seeing and you need the sound you need the sound and you need you just need like the size of the alien ship like you need that and that's all i'll say it's it's incredible i'm so excited that jordan peele is really tapping into the supernatural side, like for real. One thing, like with aliens yeah, and stuff. I really one thing I I think the reason I appreciated this movie so much is that like you can tell Jordan Peele knows, like truly believe a truly believes in aliens in a way, and b yes he should like has done all of his has seen all the same videos that we've seen is on like the Jeremy Corbell train like you know that he is right. like picking up what like everyone is put like he's on he's on reddit like you know that he's out there so yeah i like the references and, in it are like mm, like spot spot on nice and i don't know what happened to his twilight zone show it got canceled i think it just wasn't i don't know he was doing a lot at it's, that time you can't put your heart in yeah and it was also we can have Jason to talk about that because he has a he has a lot to say about that Twilight Zone show because he was really excited about it. He's like obsessed with Twilight Zone, like the old school one, and he was like very very disappointed by it. Yeah, I watched one episode and was like, mm, this is not. He was like he he thinks that it should have been like in black and white and like I don't know. He had he has a lot. I don't even. He's talked about it so much that at this point I have tuned him out when he talks about it, but he has, he makes points. Like, <laughs> I want to see Jordan Peele do the X-Files. Oh my God, stop. Oh my God. I mean, I want to see. Dream combo. I want to see he him. He went for the wrong series. I want to see him do the X-Files, but I also don't think that the X-Files needs a reboot. I mean, nothing needs a reboot. Well, they, they already did one. I mean. They, they've just been like with the same people. I don't want, I don't want, like, a new Molar and a new Scully. Like, no, 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 no. It would be a totally different, it would, it would be, like, Pretty Little Liars. I mean, I I guess I could. I'm already creating the show. I could get in, I could be interested in it if it was kind of an anthology situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, a new generation of people in the X-Files, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they could do it in Star Trek. They can do it in the X-Files. And Jordan Peele is the man to do it. If you ever listen to this. Jordan Peele, I know. Number one fan of our podcast, Jordan Peele. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what am I doing listening to two white girls bullshit about horror movies when it's literally my life's work? Um, So yeah, Nope is is great. The other movie I saw recently that I did really like was, I watched Prey, which... I have heard nothing about it. I haven't seen any any other predator movie not a single one huh i'm not because i'm not really oh it's part of the predator yeah universe yeah it is like a, i didn't know it that. is a predator prequel and <gasps> predator prey mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense so it's set in like the the mid 1800s and the main character is a native american girl and her fantastic dog who spoiler alert does not die <laughs> does not die Thank God. The dog survives the movie, and I actually had to pause it and look it up before I could continue watching it. Like, we were watching this. I would have done Jason and I were both like, if something fucking happens to this dog, like, we will riot. So we had to, we had, there's a great website called doesthedogdie.com. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what did that to us is I am legend. Oh, God. I will never recover. I. Will Smith, 
fuck you for that. Even though it wasn't your choice, it was a great acting moment. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Will Smith. From, from. Hope, hope you're getting the PR help you need from that smack incident. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome by the way that was me um (laughs) so good um but yeah no pray so set in like native american girl main character and basically like she wants to be like a hunter and a warrior with her brother and he and like but she's a girl you know so they're like no go gather shit like whatever and so but she's like a really good shot and so her brother's like really sweet and like is and knows that she's talented so like allows her to come along with him on stuff she starts noticing like on their hunts that like something is off like there's like animals that are mutilated in weird ways like there's aliens and she's like this isn't normal and him and all his friends are like no nah, it's like totally fine bro like that's this is like normal it's probably a bear or whatever <laughs> and she's like no it wasn't a bear like a bear wouldn't do that like so basically no, it's it's predators. They're there. They're ready to kill people, but they're only they're looking for the people who are predators. Like so they've come to this planet and they're looking for like the apex predator. They're basically like kind of trying to study so it's her. Well, they, so they kind of are trying to figure it out. So you see them kill like a wolf and then you see them kill like a bear, a bear. and you see them kill like progressively go up and up the food chain and then you get to like the French traders that are there. That are assholes and they, you know, and so then they're like, oh, like then the predator's like, it's humans. So it's sights. It's sight. good. I was, I was not, I was, I had very low, I had low, low expectations. And you'd never watched any predator yeah, movies. Yeah. I never watched okay. any predator movie and I'm not really like, I just, I don't love. Inclined to. I don't, yeah, it's yeah. just like, I don't love like the violent, like, I don't either. It's like an action sci-fi mm-hmm. that I don't really love. Yeah, like I like I a love Starship Troopers, right? I lo- because it was like '90s and campy. I mean, you know, I like sci-fi is like my number one genre, but I like like a cerebral sci-fi. Like I like like a yeah. a spooky like sci-fi, like the fourth kind. Like the fourth kind. Like I love I love aliens. I love, but I don't I don't like like guns and like military and yeah like i just i don't like all right like all right boys either has to be the fourth kind or mars attacks nothing in between like i'm an intellectual and (laughs) (laughs) i need it to be thought provoking i i wanted to be saying something of of the current climate (laughs) that was a great impression of me Uh, (laughs) No, that was me trying to be a dick. <laughs> exactly. A great impression. Hey, the unintentional dick. Um, so yeah, I I really really enjoyed it and it was it it was thought provoking and it did say some things about the current climate. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Glad. And it had some really Glad. badass fight scenes and the dog survives. What like what more can you ask for? That's the that's most important point because I would not watch it. No. If I and saw I would, a dog and I was like, click. Le, like, let it be known that I would never recommend a movie where a dog dies. I don't care how good the movie is. Like, I will go to my grave saying, like, don't watch it. Don't watch the movie. It's not worth it. No. Even, like, Homeward Bound is touch and go when Shadow's in the pit. It's like, dog too close to death. Still traumatized. No, I recently watched. From 1994. I recently saw a TikTok that was 
this TikTok was Uh-oh. just the final. Final episode or final moments of a dog's life? No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry. This this TikTok. God, you made it famous. <sighs> no, this TikTok me. was just the final like two minutes of Homeward Bound. So it's it's oh, the Jesus animals, Christ. the animals like coming up the hill, and it's like the little girl being like sassy. Oh my god! Sassy. And then like the other dog comes, and then like so it's Chan. they all. Shut up! They all get their dogs, but then, like, the one boy, like, his dog isn't there, and he's like, he was too old. Where's Shadow? He was too Where's old. Shadow? It's all right. It's all right. He was too old. Stop. I'm gonna, I could legitimately And then right look now. who comes bounding over the hill. Look who it is. A muddy Shadow. Look who it is. Who made his way back, even though they escaped the vet from getting the porcupine quills pulled out of Chance's mouth. <gasps> or not Chance. Yes, Chance. But Shadow. <sighs> I'd, I I saw that I saw that and I sobbed. I immediately sobbed. I was sobbing hysterically alone in my bed at like two in the morning, and I was like, <laughs> "Heavens to me!" I am a thirty-two-year-old woman, and this is what this is what I've chosen to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if that had come up on my for you page, I would have been like, "Am I going?" through something that I have to be put through this right now. Once like, again, like this is how unhinged my for you page is because there was no like why did why? Like what did I do? Like what about my brain was like this you know what this girl needs right now? She needs to be traumatized. This, a really emotional animal scene from a, a movie that came human out human speaking human speaking animal movie that traumatized us all as children like i think i still know every word to that movie like sassy you want a piece of shrimp you know what dude like she i sassy was iconic sassy is a queen and I'm really sad. My cat, if you haven't noticed, there has been no yowling in this recording. My cat is at Chris's house because I leave for Alaska tomorrow and I'm feeling real lonely Aww. and I didn't realize how much I know I love my cat, even though she's dead. I truly feel like a house without an animal is not, not really a home. My parents, like, after my childhood cat died, they didn't get another cat for, like, four years. And, like, every time I would go back to that house, like, first of all, that house is haunted as fuck, so it, like, really needs yeah. an animal in it, like, to That was our introduction up. to Caroline. That, yeah, that was. All those years mm-hmm. ago. But... That was Girl, You Got a Ghost. Girl, You Got a Ghost. That was, that was the inception of the ghost slut. And look where we are now. I, yeah, I have it written in a notebook. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, without without a cat, like I would, I used to go back. For some reason, every time I go home, my parents like are on vacation. Like I'm like, hey, I'm coming home this weekend. They're like, oh, cool, we're in we're in Paris, and I'm like, that's great. All right. Um. Fine. So every time I would go home and there wasn't an animal there, I would be so fucking paranoid. Like one time I drove there. I I always drive at night too because it takes like five hours if I drive at night and like mm-hmm. seven hours if I drive during the day because I can drive like a hundred miles yeah. an hour through Wisconsin. Um. Dude, it is so easy to go that fast. I did not realize. I had Harper in the back, and I was I was looking at the speedometer, and I was like, oh, shit, we're going 100 miles, and I should probably slow down. Yeah, so that's, but the, I did this a couple years ago before they got this cat, and I got in at, like, midnight, and I, like, haven't felt super spooky in that house since I was, like, a teenager. Like, I just haven't, like, the feeling kind of went away, but... 
I go in there and there's not an animal in there. And there was something so oppressive and so stressful about the house when I got there that I, no joke, opened up every single closet in the house to make sure no one was hiding in any of them. Like, I went around. I went to the basement. Like, you felt oppressed. Like, I just felt like I was just like this. I was like, there's something wrong. And I like, for like an hour after I got there, was just like hunting around the house, like looking everywhere, being like, I like, I almost went up to the attic, but like the attic is like... You have to like push open a trap door. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm, I can, I physically cannot do that. If I do find someone up there, like I don't, I would rather not know. (laughs) I don't know what I would do. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. And like. My hands are on this thing. They could easily just slash my throat mm -mm, mm -mm, and it would be over. mm -mm. Yeah. So. Welcome home, mom and dad. But then they got their cat and now it's like back to being like a pretty chill place. Cats, I Cats and dogs, I swear, like, regulate energy. I agree. I absolutely agree. Because Pearl got picked up now six hours ago. <laughs> uh, we started recording. Attempts have been ago. made. <laughs> um, and it feels like a different place. Yeah. It's, it's empty. very quiet. Like, I've actually never been in this house without animals. Like, in... Mm-hmm. And I never want to be. I never will. I'm going to make a pledge. I never will be. Yeah. My family had a steady rotation where we had our first dog, Molly, when I was four. And it was like what my sister wanted. She was a chocolate lab. And then when Molly was starting to get old, we got Maya, who was a puppy, to keep her lively. And then Molly passed. And then when Maya was starting to get old, we got Gabby. Another chocolate lab who, because Maya was super depressed after Gabby. So we had like a rotation of we had to have a dog in the house. Yeah. I mean, we are getting to the point. I mean, Nella's only six, but like at some point. I still can't think about Scout's eight and I can't think about it. I, wa- I do want to get, old. I want to get a, a, a puppy and I want to get a small dog because I really want a dog that I can like carry around like Paris Hilton. That's my, yes. that's like what I'm manifesting for myself. Like, you know, they're selling those backpacks at Target right now that you could put your cat or dog in with the bubble window. My friend Julia has one of those and she takes her cat on bike rides and like goes like yeah. on the hikes with her and like it's I saw so on fucking the bus. funny. Like she, on the bus. <laughs> she brought her cat to like her community garden and was like gardening with her. I was just like, you are psychotic, but like in the best I way. Can't. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. But my dad is so paranoid about cats bringing disease into the home. I'm like, you know, we walk outside. Cats right. bringing disease into the home. I mean, like a yeah, house cat. He's like, indoor cats are indoor cats. And I'm like, have you ever had a cat? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, like, in my neighborhood now, would not let my cats outside just because, like, it's too urban. Like, they would get immediately hit by a car. These cats are idiots. Cars, yeah. But... Or or get killed by the outdoor cats. Or the coyotes or that just wander monsters. around that I've seen in my alley. Dude, I'm right next to Graceland mm-hmm, Cemetery, mm-hmm. and they have them tagged, and they said they've got up to, like, 60. Yeah. In my area. Well, I told you, like, a couple years ago on this podcast about that time that me and Jace were walking through the cemetery and saw not only a coyote, That's but right. also a deer. Like, I mean, it was just like, like in the we're in the middle of the fucking city. And it's like, here we are, like, just woodland creatures. Like, <laughs> I mean, 
but if you found that would be like finding an oasis in the desert mm-hmm. for an animal like if you found Graceland after like running through the streets of Uptown you'd be like oh thank god <laughs> you know alright I think we're done I think we did it I feel like the, our second attempt was significantly better I can't even much better we trimmed the fat we got a little more organized. Uh, Sometimes you just need you will never have to hear three and a half hours to record a less than hopefully less than hour long podcast. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! Okay, well, we are very happy to be coming to you every week, and we really hope to keep it up. Um, I am proud of myself for doing this today because I am currently sitting in the middle of. A packing pile. Like, my suitcase is over All my shit's over here. I am proud of you, too. (laughs) Thank you. But recording this is good for my mental Mm -hmm. health. It's good to have hobbies outside of work. It is. It's good to connect with your friends that you don't see all the time. And, like, I think maybe the next one we record, we can do it in person. We can do it in person. I think so. We have to. Either the next one or the one after that. Yeah. Because, Yeah. I get back Monday night, mm-hmm. so next week I'm I'm pretty free. This is my last. I had like a sprint of social things, and this is like the climax. Like I'm flying to Alaska. That's a pretty intense climax. Like this is yeah. <laughs> but I had Harper's birthday party and birthday. I went to Minnesota the weekend before, like, and then Harper's first day of school. And then now I'm going to Alaska. It's just like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A bunch of expensive stuff, like all at once. So Alaska should be cool. Literally cool. I'm very excited to get out of this fucking 80 degree humidity. It's like 50 degrees and gloomy there. Yeah, absolutely. It's like fall. It's spooky season year round in Alaska. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. And you could see the northern lights this time Mm -hmm. of year. So, should be fab. I will give everyone an update next week. Perfect. Well, next week, we will be back, hopefully. Yeah, we've got a whole working document with episodes for y'all. We do. So, don't you worry. Don't, I'm sorry that we've given you abandonment issues. (laughs) We're here now, until we're not. And we're always on Instagram, so if you have an idea for a podcast that you want us or a, a topic that you want us to talk about or if you have a ghost story or an alien story or a witch story or any story, any story. that's even slightly scary like please dm it to us or email us at ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com um follow grace at grace's gold on twitter and on instagram follow me at Coraline maria on instagram and Coraline x maria on Twitter and follow us collectively at Ghoul Gang Podcast on Instagram and Ghoul Gang Pod six 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 on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Creeper real. Creep. We'll talk to you next week. We promise. We promise. And we don't take that lightly. Cut this out. <laughs> we can't. All right. I'm kidding. Keep that in. We love All you. Right. XOXO. We love you. <laughs> XOSO group. Ghouly girl. XOXO A. <laughs> okay, bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? With this one you'll save. Better luck.